This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only, on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening, good evening, good evening. It's Wednesday night, so that must mean it's, well, extra time. Because we don't do extra time on a Wednesday night, do we? Because, the, you know, but like this is an important one to do, really. So we've got an extra time, not on a Sunday night, but on a Wednesday night. And why? Because we had a game in freezing conditions last night that went to extra time. Um. And we finally came out victorious in the end. Three goals to two in extra time. In added time of the first time of extra time. First half of extra time as well. And uh, we've got the job done. And because we've got that job done, it means that we now have a fourth round tie against the stripey lot down the road. Uh, the West Birmingham Baggy Birds, otherwise known as West Bromwich Albion, at the Hawthorns um, on Sunday, the 28th of January. In just over, yeah, just under two weeks, well, just over two weeks' time. Is it just two weeks it's, or is it under two weeks? It's, it's about two weeks' time, isn't it, the 28th? It's, it's, the, it's the 16th today. So it's so it's about twelve days time, and in between that, we've got a, a, a game, of course, against other stripey lot with the name Albion, our bogey team, Brighton and Hove Albion. But we did get the job done last night. I am going to be joined by some legendary Wolves fans this evening and pundits. First of all, I know you love him. He tells it like it is. You're right, Sooty. Good evening, David. Good evening, good evening. And for those that are, aren't watching live on the channel tonight, please can you, you've got another legendary uh, retro trackie. Would you describe that for everyone? Uh, it was based on uh, a tracksuit top that Boris Becker wore, and it's a Sergio Tacchini. It's not an original, because if it was an original, it'd be worth an absolute fortune. And it's not a nice. Green, green and cream number. So if you if you listen to it on the podcast, um, if you want to see, oh, I love that. I love the uh, 
the striping down the arm there with the got with the golden well the orange and black as as always gold and black on the on the side which has a extra um what reason why you've got that i mean how many trackies do you actually have mate oh, i said about 30 the other day i don't know not that many dave probably 15 but they're all quality ain't they they're all quality mate they're all quality everyone's saying good evening um so yeah we're going to talk to that we've also got coming on tonight mr cheerful himself cheerful chris how you doing mate hello dave hello keith how are you chris good i'm good you, you're good, mate. After last night, looking forward to uh, another victory. We keep the running, keep the winning run going. Another game unbeaten at home. Another game where we've scored. Uh, so many talking points from last night as well. Yeah, I, I think I think we're moving in the right direction, and I, I kind of got a sneaking suspicion that we might get rid of this hoodoo next week when we go away. Uh, Brighton. Hmm. The Brighton, the Brighton Hoodoo. Well, we're going to talk about that. We're going to obviously be talking about the game last night. We're going to be looking ahead to Brighton. Of course, we've got to talk about the Black Country Derby. I mean, come on. We haven't had a proper Black Country Derby in 12 years. So, as much as we've got Brighton next week and it's important, that is just going to build and build like a little simmering. It's going to be like simmering away until it builds into a big, mighty froth as we get closer and closer to the Black Country Derby, because we've been we've been starved of these for so so long, and I'm sure that the Baggies fans, as much as the Wolves fans, are relishing it, you know. And we're going to get stuck into that a bit later. And of course, we'll have the quiz. We should be joined um, once he's finished his meal out, also by Young Lewis, who should hopefully be joining us as well. We've already got over 130 of you watching live well it's just gone past 140 of you watching live so smash a quick like mate if you want to get involved uh, with the uh, the chat make sure that you subscribe we are on 32,249 subscribers so try and get us towards that 32,300 and before i get started i want to show you this little mug this has been sent this is one of the latest products from foco uh, help power the channel and they have got a new wolves mug so like the link is in the description below i'll show you a little bit more about it. i'm having my cup of tea and i do want to say of course as always a massive big thank you to create wolf the local digital marketing company uh, powering extra time i know there's a there's a couple of uh, companies that's got in touch with them and they're already talking to about taking their online to the next level right then let's get stuck into it sooty how are you feeling after last night have you warmed up jesus christ it was cold wasn't it dave cold <laughs> my, my, my feet were like blocks of ice i'll tell you what you know in between like the end of full time and a half time of extra time i was having to jump up and down and run on the spot to try and warm my feet up man i was frozen it was freezing. It was a bit, uh, how can I describe it? I think we uh, we dominated massive periods of that game without really doing a great deal. And we won. Um, nobody played really poorly. Nobody was outstanding. Um, I actually <laughs> thought that, um, I keep saying this week after week now, 
I'm getting pretty impressed with Santiago Bueno, Dave. Yeah, he had a good it, game last night again, didn't he? Very comfortable. Um, but the absolute highlight for me, probably the same as everybody else, was watching young Fraser come on for 55 minutes in the end because he played extra time, obviously. He scored an absolute belter and he should have had another one, which I think was probably a bit easier. And uh, as I've just said to you in the green room, Dave, I saw more in 55 minutes off this young 18-year-old kid who put himself about and got stuck in and made himself a complete pain in the arse to an opposition back line, which included one of our former players, who I still think is a load of shite. Um, uh, and he was an absolute nightmare to him. And he did more in that 55 minutes than I saw Fabio Silva do in four years, Dave. Um, and I, I was the one that always tried to champion him. I never seen Fabio Silva put himself about or what this kid did last night. And he looked every time he got the ball like he could score. And I'm starting to wonder now whether if we can get um, Huang back fit, because I believe he's picked up a knock in the Asia Cup. and He's, he's got not a little bit of a thigh strain. I, think he's, I don't think it's very long term. He's not sent him back. Or anything, I think he's just missed the first game. I think he'll be available for the second game. Yeah, and I'm looking at um, uh, certain loan fees that clubs are quoting us just for the rest of the season for certain players where they're asking £20 million loan fees. And I'm thinking, well, I don't want to spend £20 million to loan someone for four months. Uh, that don't sit very well. How many million of pounds? Brozier, Brozier from Chelsea. They've they've told us he can go out and loan, but it's a twenty million pound loan fee. Oh no way! Absolutely no well, way! There's I'm no not... way anyone's going to pay twenty million pound for six months. Not for me, Dave. It no. might be two million pounds, but twenty million. No twenty. Chance. Twenty. Who's going to pay that? That's a transfer fee. Well, that I would think so. But anyway, it not it was it was dogged again. It was um, six wins, three draws in your last home, uh, nine home games. Um, and we're through to play the old foe, Dave, on the 28th, 11.45am. And um, let's hope it's really feisty. And people's you really, you're excited yeah. about that, aren't you, to put it mildly? Oh, very excited, Dave. Very I might even smile. <laughs> might even smile. Chris, are you smiling after getting through last night? Yeah, it was a, a potential. I mean, to be fair, I have to say, I, apart from a ridiculous sending off, I don't believe Brentford have really laid a glove on us in the games we played. I, you know, it might be different when Tony's playing for him when he plays next, but I don't. I don't think um, I didn't see them winning. I think they 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 pushed us closer than um, I thought it would be. But you can't you can't not be happy with um, going through into the next round and playing a game against your local rivals who we hate with um, a passion. Um, and and we were talking in the green room here earlier. Am I excited? Well, I'm excited for the game. Um, 
but I don't think it's going to be the blood, guts, thunder kind of game because we just can't play that way anymore. That you know, the feisty fighting, the fifty-eight man brawl, including the right. We had a brawl. Last, we had a brawl last night, and it was about a, it was about an eighteen-man brawl that was on after the penalty. No, you I, I get that. Move your thing so we can see you on the screen. Sorry, so uh, you see. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Grown over the, I've grown over Christmas. Yeah, no, you've grown. Over. You've, you've yeah. got stilts on. Um, no, it, I, I look. The game's different nowadays, and and you know maybe we'll see it. Maybe we won't. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, and and yeah, it, it it'll be nice to really really put them to the sword because I think they've got quite a good record of us in the against us in the cup and i think we need to readdress the balance and show them who the uh poor relations are i think we won the last uh, cup match against them wasn't it three yeah i think we i think we've only won two out of ten yeah i mean the recent history i mean i mean you you, you well, I, told, I guess you have to put it into context in some in, i mean we're talking about albion already we've you know we are about the game last night well the recent history i mean um you know, they were in the Premier League for, for quite a while. We've been in the Premier League for a little while now. We had that little bit when no fans and we didn't beat them, even though they went down. But then again, we lost to Huddersfield twice. We, we're very kind to teams that at the bottom of the table. We try to help them out. We'll come on to Albion in a bit. But, like, let's talk about last night. And, um, and you know, we're going into the game. We've got a replay after a battling performance with Tommy Doyle pulling the strings, and you know, you know, he was he's got feistiness in it, he's got tenacity in him, he's got fight. I think he's got a bit about him, Tommy Doyle. Um, we've got the replay, you know, got Brentford. We absolutely played him off the park for 10 minutes. It was like the pitch was a slope. We had 83% possession, total in control. Typical wolves, as what typical wolves are, they go down the other end, have a shot, it's parried, and Calamity Collins took it into the net. Respect to him, he didn't celebrate, to be fair. Um, and then we're one nil down. It's like this ain't in the script, but this is exactly the type of thing. You know, when we when Chris, you go and like everyone's you know, got no chance against Man City, it's like, no, this is wolves, we'll beat them. That's yeah. just so wolves that will go and mess it up last night. It's just it's just how we roll, isn't it? It's just how we go. Yeah, I mean, and that for going in, it's probably, oh, for God's sake, here we go, you know. Um, but I, I thought they come out of it well. I thought they, they they gained the composure. I mean, I didn't go. I was listening to it on the radio, um, on Talk Sport, and, and they, they literally were saying at the end of the first half, well, Brentford really don't deserve to be in the lead, and, and their best chance is to set-piece goals. Um, and they said Wolves, you know, should have been in front, and you know, they were very complimentary how we played against. We did. We played. We played some good stuff, and it was a good yeah, goal um, for the for, for the first goal. And some eight, good chipping from Cunha uh, that he played very similar in some ways to the the angled ball that he put in for Pablo Sarabia um, against Tottenham. Um, Samedo got into the box. It was a good shot, parried, and he followed it up, and it was a tapping in the end, 1-1. You go into half-time, Sooty. What are you thinking at half-time? Well, I didn't expect us to come out the way we did. I thought we'd really go at them, Dave, to be honest. I thought we were yeah. a bit lax. I think go, going back to the... Rusty. 
Yeah, I, I, wait. Young Joe Hodge. I like Joe Hodge. I think Joe Hodge needs a loan, Dave. Yeah, I, thought been, was, I thought it was a half a yard to a yard off the pace. Yeah, the game passed him by, bless him. And I, I, don't, I don't want to sell him, by the way. Um, but I think a loan will do him the world of good because he's not going to get in before Lamina, Gomez, Doyle, Troy Or. Yeah. He, he ain't getting in that. He's just going to sit on the bench. He might as well go out on loan. Um, but he did his bit, you know, Doyle. We, the midfield, we seem to lose the midfield battle at times. Um, and But we still look the better team. I think they're yeah. poor, Dave. They, they look a poor outfit. Uh, well, I think Tommy Doyle is absolutely fantastic. I think he's like one and a half players. I mean, he basically played midfield on his own in the yeah. uh, in the first leg. And he, you know, he was brilliant. He, his vision... I think we had Brian from Southampton that came on the last time. He referred to him like how Martinho scans yeah. and he knows where he is. He hardly loses the ball. He's, he's always looking for a, a positive patch pass. His range of passing is fantastic. He does the simple stuff really well, but he also looks to play a pass. Some of them on the odd occasion go wrong, but he, he, he just keeps the ball moving quickly. And that's what I like about Tommy Doyle. He's, he, he keeps the play moving. And um, when Lamina came on for Hodge, um, it just gave us that little bit more anchorage and strength in the in, in the middle of part. I thought Hodge grew into the game, but the first sort of like 20, uh, 25 minutes, it did pass him by. We're just being joined now by Lewis. Hi, Lewis. Hi, Dave. Sorry I'm so late, mate. Are you OK? You've been out for a meal in Featherstone, ain't you? Yeah, I had to pop out uh, this evening, but... Yeah, it was a bit slower than we expected. So no, but you you you're here now, and I did say to the uh, to the uh, everyone thinking that you would be coming coming past. We were just just um, talking about the Brentford game initially. We we're just on the first half, uh, and we're just talking about at the moment Tommy Doyle and Joe Hodge. What mm-hmm. I mean, you were there last night watching the game and everything. Obviously, freezing like the rest of us. What's your what's what's your take on uh, the two different players, Joe Hodge and Tommy Doyle? Sutty, uh, and I, I agree, and I think Chris agrees as well. We thought Joe Hodge, uh, you know, he hasn't had a lot of game time. He was a little bit of like half a yard, a yard off the pace, especially early doors, and he probably needs a loan. What do you mm. think? Um, obviously, um, the midfield, it was kind of Bellegarde was playing further forward uh, with uh, Joe Hodge and Tommy Doyle. And I think when you're playing with, with two across the midfield, obviously you had your advance forward um, with Bellegarde, um, it's always tough, you know, to match the physicality of Brentford, especially especially in the midfield. And they have a couple of big centre mid- midfield players. Um, and I think when I saw the lineup, I was a bit worried that uh, Joe Hodge, especially, um, would, would kind of be uh, ran out of the game, really. You know, uh, I think Brentford did well, especially in the midfield, um, to keep control. For, for large parts of the game. Um, I, I just think that he probably didn't suit that that style of play um, last night, Joe. I just think his build doesn't suit that that formation uh, choice in the midfield. I think it's best for him if there's three in the midfield with maybe a, a much stronger player like Lamina, a bit taller, a bit more physical, uh, rather than Tommy Dore next to him. Because I think... Like I said, his builds, when you're going up against the taller and stronger Brentford players, you just lose that battle. And um, unless you have the quality of pass like Tommy Doyle does, 
uh, you're always going to struggle a bit. I think um, I think that was something that maybe Gary got slightly wrong last night. And obviously the crowd were calling for Lamina from about the 60th minute. Um, and then when he came on, it, it did seem to make a big impact. Uh, you know, a couple of runs he made. Uh, there was one counter attack where he won the ball um, in, in a header, and then he kind of drove forward with the ball at his feet. And you know, we had, I think it went over the bar from his shot. Or um, yeah, I, I think it was just a bit of a, especially up against Brentford's tough midfielders, which they have got. I think it was a bit of naivety from Gary. But you know, I'm not going to criticise him because he's made some really good choices. You know, for the, a lot of the season. But I think last night he could have just done, um, could have done with a bit more physicality in there from the start. Yeah, I mean, we were obviously very light in the midfield options. Obviously, Mario's obviously been away on, you know, with personal issues with his dad passing. So that's understandable. He weren't going to start. Bubakar Trier is away um, at the AFCOM. Gomez mm-hmm. is suspended. Um, you, mm-hmm. know, so you, you, you know, you're know, you kind of down to the bare bones. So Joe Walsh obviously get in the game time. Um, Tommy Doyle, though, what, what was your what was your take on Tommy Doyle performance like, <clears throat> on the park, middle of the park? Um, yeah, he impressed me a lot. Like I said, his quality of passes just superb. It, it, sometimes the passes he can play are fantastic, and you know they remind me a bit of Neves's quality. Um, I think he he looks forward a lot, which I think is good, especially from a deeper position. Um, obviously, before yeah, when Nuno and even Bruno was there. Uh, it used to be Cody who would kind of play those passes um, from a deeper position and maybe Nevers uh, in the later years with Bruno. Um, but, yeah, he's a, he's a good midfielder and definitely for the for the money that we have the option to buy him for, I think it would be silly not to pick him up. Um, I can't he has see... Like you say, Dave, at the minute, we're struggling with in terms of the squad. Obviously, it's a bit... Uh, you know, they're the unique circumstances because obviously the international break and things like that, you know... It, Unlikely in the in the future it will ever be this bad, but you never know because the injuries can happen. I mean, you know, Brentford know that they have a lot of injuries this season, and we have obviously a couple of seasons ago a lot of injuries. So, you know, even though um, maybe it won't happen in this way again with so many international players away, but you know, you could, you could definitely find yourself in this situation through injury. And well, what, what do you do then? You have to play maybe two or three games with Joe Hodge and Tommy Doyle, and you know, we saw last night that. They don't compete as well as Lamina and Tommy Doyle, or you know. I think it's um it's quite telling that we need a bit more depth in the squad. So absolutely. Well, um, well, Sutchie's wanted to move you over because he wanted his spot back on the uh, on the screen, <laughs> so he's pushed you over. Some uh, some good points. We were just like talking about at half time, Sutchie. I mean, I was thinking at half time, and Chris, you and Lewis, you might be the same. I was thinking, okay, so. You know, we've conceded a goal. We've got back into it. It's half time. Get them in the change rooms. Come out. Let's take the game away from them in the second half. And in typical Wolves style, eight or nine minutes into the second half, there's a bit of a ricochet. Um, blooming Mope, I can't stand the bloke. He's such, a, he's such. He's so. He's. I guess if he was playing for you, you'd you'd love him because he's just like he could just he just winds people up. The ball bounces. It's in. He hits it first time. It's in the back of the net. The linesman's flags up, and I'm like thinking straight away that looked like he was onside to me because of the other player. Now I'm behind the goal. Um, it is onside. They're two one up, and you're thinking, blooming hell! It's like, do we want to win this cup tie or what? Um, and then 
obviously he makes the substitutions. Nathan Fraser, who's been, I think, signed when he was eight or something like yeah. that. Young lad, you know, he comes on. He's had a, he's been out with a little bit of an injury. He's, you know, he's he's a big lad. He's a big lad. He's about 18, 19, is he? Yeah. Nathan 18. Fraser. The finish for the goal. I mean, it was a great move anyway, but his finish was like top, top finish for that goal, wasn't it? I mean, it was just a, a brilliant finish. Um, and then obviously for him, scoring in front of the South Bank after he's not, he'd only been on long. And then literally a minute or two after that, Again, he's made the right run. He's got into the right position. I think he's going. To, he he thinks, and I think we all think he's going to slot that away. And it's and it's with three two. I think the way he takes it, he's a bit surprised the keeper saves it. Um, it's a good save from the keeper. He probably shouldn't have been able to make that save. Um, but like he he put himself about. I thought he was strong. I thought he was dynamic. I thought he had a lot of energy. I thought he got pace. I think he's definitely got an eye for goal. He's got a shot shot on him and he knows where to make the runs as well, Chris. Yeah, I mean, you've got to congratulate Gary O'Neill for seeing what he sees in the kid and bringing him on and trusting in him. So that's the first props I'll give him. I was a little surprised that Sarabia didn't come off the pitch first. I didn't think he had a very good game last night. Uh, and certainly the guys who were commentating on the radio were... were I would say alarmed that he didn't come off first, and then I think Neto went to fullback or something for for a period, which I was a little bit okay. Doherty went off, I think. Neto, come on. And yeah, I think, I think we almost went to a back four at that point. We did go to a back four. Oh, yeah. that's what it was. I thought that maybe we were going to a four, but they were adamant he was playing left back. I thought that's a bit strange, but you know, as uh, you can't really say anything because the guy makes the tactical changes. Drags the team up and they uh, they've got the result and you've got you've got to congratulate him for his um, the way he's managed the game. Going just going back to Hodge, you know he's he's been he's not just not been in the team. He's been injured, and yeah. you know he obviously thinks a lot of him, and we're obviously going to need him. So we've got to play him in these games to get his to get his match sharpness up. And it, it was clear he wasn't match sharp. Um, well, we saw him play in pre-season and he was one of the players that really impressed us. Yeah. When we, what we, you yeah. know, in Dublin at Celtic, you know, yeah. a few games he, he well. you, know, you know, he did do good. I mean, that is pre-season and it's a different kind of level, I guess. But like you say, you, you do make a good point, Chris. He has been out injured with a, a shoulder injury um, and, you know, he's coming back. So, you know, and he's been thrown in and he is a little bit off the pace, and, you know, and as yeah. Louis said, he was slightly being played out of position. So, fair play, and, fair play. And, and I think with Doyle as well. So, so Doyle, um, I try to categorise Doyle as what sort of player he is. And the thing that always sticks back into my head is when we weren't very good and me and Keith were going to places like Stockport and places like that, we were playing Division 3. We had two midfielders, um, a guy with a wonderful left foot called Paul Cook, who could spray a ball everywhere. Tommy Doyle plays like him. And alongside him, we had a little terrier, a guy called uh, Keith Downing. And I think Tommy Doyle is a bit of both of them. He's, yeah. he's, a, he's like a culmination of the two. He's like their love child, if that was possible. Yeah. Um, you probably want to move on from that, but um, that that's that's what I see in him. And, and I, 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 you know, I think it, those two played in the Man City uh, youth midfield. Somebody put a picture up of 
Um, Cole Palmer was in there. Those two were in there. So you got to look at them and think, you know, that that, that they're good. I, I mean, I like the fact that he's he's got got he's got Hodge in. He's tried to play Fraser, you know, half half of the second half, and it's quite good to see. I, I'm so pleased to see a, a young lad come on and score a goal rather than go on 15 loans, all of which are cut short and moved to some other club, and we never know why, and then they just disappear at the club. So. I'd like us to persevere and try and develop him. And well, from what Gary O'Neill's been saying, he's definitely going to be in around the first team squad because of the, you know, thing with, with obviously, I mean, it is a question. Do, you know, Sutty, do we need to bring that striker in after, you know, on loan and spend the money? Or do you think Nathan Fraser, with where we are in the league, um, you know, it's not like we'd, you know, we're in a desperate position to, like, have someone, you know, do you think Nathan Fraser can do a job or do you think or do you think it's still a bit a bit much of an ask for him? I mean, you know, this is to all of you, Sooty, Lewis and Chris. Do we need that striker right now um, to bring in on loan or can Nathan Fraser be the answer at that battle? What, I think what we don't need to be is out to ransom, Dave. I mean, I'm seeing... Um, Fees for the likes of Che Adams, who's got six under six months of his contract left. I believe six million is like six million quid. No, not that's not for me. That one, um, the lad from Chelsea. When somebody mentioned that to me, I'm like, Oh, I like Brozier, he's a good player. He is, I take him on loan, but then they're asking for 20 million pounds. No, it's not, it's not 20 million, it's a 20 million pound fee. To buy oh, is it? it's not a loan fee. Yeah, oh, no, it's not a loan. Is that, is that the fee there? So he could go on if he could go on. No loan, one with an option to buy for twenty million, I think. Wow, that's different, Dave. That's yeah. different. Um, so I'd be I'd be a bit um, tempted by that. But yeah. just quickly going back to the game, Dave. Um, so so we're we're two two one down and uh or I'm sure we was two one down, and we went to a back four. Yeah, when we took two on down, went to a back four, and we were as likely to concede with that back four as we were to score. Because we scored, they were getting. I mean, Emma said at the time, and like we were saying, they were getting in on that right hand side. They were. But, you know, it was a bit like West Ham when we were away at West Ham. That there was a gap. Yeah, got an exploit. We scored, and then it was as if he said, "Right, let's let's try this. If we score, we will go back to a five. And he bought Dawson on then, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Right back to a five, we brought Dawson and Bueno on, and we look solid again. Yeah. We look solid. We can cope. Tomato's not the same player if he's in playing the four because he do, he doesn't like to bomb forward. Yeah. He knows he's got that cover, doesn't he, if he's got the three lads at the back. And the thing is, if Tomato gets caught out, Kilman gets drawn across, we're all over the place. Yeah. I sit up high, and you can see it, and it's in a back four. It's alarming yeah. how far we get dragged around. It's scary. We just don't have the personnel to do it. Not so, yet, no. Definitely no, not. We don't. But young Fraser, I, I'm liking this kid, Dave, because he's a fair-sized unit. He's not frightened. He didn't look phased at all last night. He's thinking, no, he I'm he linked, To be fair, he linked the play up well as well. It, it wasn't it, just a thing. He was linking the play. He's come on that pitch, Dave, and he's thought, 
I'm having a bit of this. And then when they started singing his song in the, his name in the South Bank, it's like he's he's loving this. You can tell he's putting an extra yard in. And as I said before, and I'm just using him as an example, you would have if you put the two players together, you wouldn't have put the thirty-five million pound price tag on silver. You'd have if you hadn't seen him before, you'd have put it on Fraser. And to me, he's worked damn hard. I mean, like, he's 18 years of age. He's been at the club for 10 years. You know, he's a, he's a homegrown talent. It's, you know, a Wolves, Wolves fans love love one around. As, they call as, him the Chris just said, as Chris has just said, there has to come a point where the, these homegrown players are actually in the realms of starting Premier League games. I don't care how old they are, Dave. If you are good enough, you're old enough. Well, that's true. Simple as that. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Lewis, Lewis, your, what's your thoughts on Fraser? Obviously, it's what, come on last night, it's it was impressive and stuff. You've probably watched him a little bit as well. Um, mm -hmm. you know, do we need to be desperately ringing in on this uh, forward, or do you think Fraser could be the answer to the end of the season? And you know, from what you're seeing, I mean, what, what's your thoughts? Um, it's a tough one, Dave, because he played well last night. Um, and you know, there's a, there's a few, you know, about two weeks left of the transfer window, so. You know, it's, it'd be a good thing to see him in the in the league. You know, obviously he's probably not going to uh, start a game in the league. He, he might, but um, he'll probably get some minutes off the bench. I'd, I'd expect that Brighton after scoring and playing the way he did. Um, but I think I'd like to obviously go on an FA Cup run, but our priority should still be the league at the moment. I would say. Um, so I'd like to see him in the league, but I, I think the, the the quality Brentford had out there, they, they were there. You know, a strong team from Brentford, so I don't feel like the the jump like two Brentford. What, what? Sorry, Dave. And it was. I think Brentford. It was as strong as they could have put out. Yeah, yeah. They had Jan Aldumsgaard. Um, I forget the other sentiment player. Me came in. Yeah, this is so. You know, for him to come on with that confidence, it, it was good to see. But I, I just need to see it in the league. I think if I was, you know, Jeff or Matt. Um, before we decided not to sign a striker, I'd like to see it in the league because, you know, it, it's great that he scored, and but it's only one game. Um, and I think if we make a decision off one game that's going to determine uh, us signing a striker or not for the rest of the season, it's a big one to make. Um, but like I said, you know, there's still two weeks left and 
We've only got one Premier League game though. That's Brighton. Yeah, the first of February, isn't it? Yeah, and you know, I think that that Brighton game would probably be quite quite crucial. And like you said, only that that one. Um, but, yeah, I think um, like like Chris and, and Susie said, uh, it's important for the players to see a route into the first team. And you know, especially the way the league is is looking like it's going to go, the importance of homegrown players is going to come a lot more into the fore, really. Um, well, you know, there's already player trading and stuff like that. I mean, you know, this um, profit and sustainability thing—it's like a tsunami through the Premier mm-hmm. League. Really, it's just sent shockwaves. I mean, Forest. Everton with mm-hmm. a second charge. We'll wait and see what happens. They, I mean, they're both likely to get points deductions again. Um, we've already heard the likes of Newcastle and Chelsea that are talking about they're going to have to sell players in the summer. I mean, and this is, these are mega rich mm-hmm. owners, but they can't, it doesn't matter how rich you are, you can only spend within what is your, your income. So clubs have got to get, yeah. uh, got to be very, very clever with their commercial. Um, deals in terms of bringing in commercial revenue and also you're going to be seeing a lot of player trading and stuff like that to thing because no one wants a point deduction because okay they might get away with it this year because there's like two or three teams but a normal year a 10 point deduction you're gone unless you're like you know a top six top eight club you're gone mm-hmm. um chris um to finish off this section and then we'll look we'll look forward um, what's your Fox at Shipley performance rating and your Lee Moore Windows man of the match and why? Uh, just quickly, Dave, on, on Fraser. So I watched the highlights because but I was listening to to what he was doing on the pitch when he played. Um, he's I believe he's an Irish uh, yes. youth national. So I don't want to put any pressure on him. qualifies for Ireland and England, doesn't he? I don't, I don't know, but I don't want to put any pressure on him and big him up. But we had a, I think he was Northern Irish striker. Robbie who he remind, No, who he reminds me of. Um, he was very tall. This lad's a little bit heavier than, than he uh, was. But he used to come down deep, get the ball, shred it, and, and get in the box and get on the end of things. His first name was Derek. And I think he, I, yeah, I think he's a very, could be a very similar dude. Yeah, yeah. I think he in, he could possibly be a very similar type player to him. Whether he gets to that sort of level, I don't know. Don't want to put any pressure on him. But he's coming deep, distributing the ball, getting on the end. You know, I can see him getting on the end. I don't. I I don't know whether he had any head attempts or anything last night, but I can certainly see him getting getting in the end. He's a tall lad. He should be. You know, you know, Sasser didn't get on the end of things with his head, but you know, let's hope this lad can. Um, going back to. Uh, Performance rating, I, I would probably give it a, a, a seven. They were a premiership opposition. Yeah. Um, they were trying to win it as much as us. Uh, it was cold. We had some, you know, we're, we're missing a few players, but the lads have come and did a decent job. Uh, and I think I'll give the young lad my man of the match because I think his interjection and the way he linked things up and the way he turned, turned. I think we were wallowing a little bit and he came on, give us some impetus. So I, I'll give him my man of the match. Okay, Sooty, same question to you. Uh, I'm going to give it a seven. Seven. Uh, I'm going to be really boring. And my man of the match is Santiago Bueno. 
Now, you've been quite impressed with Santiago Bueno of late. Can you explain why? Natural successor to Craig Dawson. I think they're blooding this lad in. Cup games, odd league game. And I think you'll see Dawson slowly phased out. So I think he'll start next year. What do you like about him? Calm. Looks good on the ball. Does it doesn't look phased? Can play it out. Read, you know reads what? the ball well. Yeah, he reads as you say, he reads the ball well. You don't actually I watch him. But there's nothing glaringly wrong with what he does to make you say, Poof, he's not he ain't gonna cut it. Not like that calamity that played at centre back for that lot last night. If you watch, just watch reruns of our goals last night and watch how he busts a gut to get back and help. He walks day. He yeah. is bone idle. He does not want to know. There's no fight in him whatsoever. Nothing. The best £25 million that we ever got rid of and the best £7 million profit we've ever made. Well, they do say that if you get a Uruguayan defender and a good one, they are top, top quality. The, these, these are polar opposites of players, Dave. Collins and Santiago Bueno. It's took him a little bit of time and they've been patient with him. Because let's be honest, Premier League's the best league in the world. Been patient with him, but he's young, he's calm, he never wastes a ball, Dave. Never. Yeah. He will be playing a lot more next season. I guarantee you. Unless he gets injured, but he's young. He is looking every part, double double the money we paid for him already, in my eyes. Um so yeah, that was that was my man of the match, Dave. And that's, my... that's got to be again. You've got to give some credence to the recruitment team there on that. Oh, one. absolutely, absolutely. He, he he's been. Don't forget, he left a team that was top of the league, and uh, he, he he's clearly a very talented young lad. And as you say, Uruguayan centre halves are usually pretty classy and a bit tough as well. Yeah, hard man, they are. Lewis, um, before we get on to your performance rating and um. Yeah, the, your man of the match. What's your take on Santiago Bueno? Yeah, I think um, I'd echo everything that Susie said. I think he's really impressed me when he's played. You know, obviously it can take time to adjust um, to the league. It is the best league in the world. Um, you know, the quality is so high. Uh, so I think, you know, I, I wasn't really surprised when he didn't start because I think um, the back three looked quite settled. Even, you know, he arrived at the end of the transfer window and, um I think it suited Kilman playing out on that right, even though he's left-footed. And, and Totti really was playing really well. And obviously Craig Dawson wasn't going to get dropped at the start of the season. So um, he had to be patient. But when he's played, he's, he's impressed me. I think with defenders, um, if you don't notice uh, you know, a glaring mistake, then they're doing really well. You know, If they just keep everything simple and they do their job really well, um, then that's all you can ask. And that, that's a top defender. And obviously, the money we paid is, you know, in comparison to what we sold Collins for. Like I said, you can see the difference. Obviously, Collins is a bit younger, but I just checked online. He's only 25. He's only going to get better still. Um, yes. so well, yeah, that's, that's not, really not even peak age for a centre-back, is it? When he got to Liverpool, he was only 29. So, he's still got four years to improve if he was to um, peak at the same time. So, yeah, it's, it's a really good signing. Okay. So, you're... Um... Your Fox at Shipley performance rating? 
Uh, I would give seven again as well. I think, you know, um, there were were some poor, you know, moments in the game. I think that the goals were conceded were just, they weren't great to concede. Um, But, you know, like everybody said, their their team out that was their strongest. Um, And and we had a couple of rotations, like due to injury or international break. So um, it wasn't awful, but, you know, we we could have killed the game, I felt. But, um, yeah, so I would give a seven. Absolutely. Uh, Keishan, by the way, says, Chris, look what you've started comparing Fraser with the Duke. <laughs> well, what have I started? Uh, Lewis. Well, am I uh, getting some abuse, am I? I don't, <laughs> you leave my windows man of the match, mate. Um, I'm going to have to say, um, oh, it's a tough one because I think there's a few... That, that played, you know, well. There, there are a few standout players like uh, Lamina when he came on. Doyle was amazing from the start. Really, he played quite well. Um, Santi Bueno, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to go with Doyle. I'll, I'll give Doyle the man of the match. I think it was a tough yeah, job. I went, for him and I went with Doyle as well. The what? Sorry, I, I did a seven last night, yeah. and I went with Doyle as well. So you know, yeah. I think, I think uh, it was, it's a tough job in in there for him last night and. You know, obviously I spoke about George's uh, struggles, but you know he's still it's um it's a tough team to play against in that midfield Brentford. I'll be the three of them as well. So yeah, absolutely. Well, we're through to the next round. Before we get on to talking about the Baggy Birds, Brighton next week. Um, anyone go into that? So to you there. Yeah. Hardcore, mate. Oh, I, cool. did, I, I did think about going, but because uh, I know that there was a couple of people that couldn't go, but I it just I've got a meeting on Monday and I can't get out of it, and I, it's just I just want to get to Brighton in time. I think it's going to be yeah. And Chris, you think we're going to break the hoodoo next week? Yeah, I wanted to go because I think we're going to win. I've got one of them premonitional feelings, like I have every now and then. Go on, day. then give me a score prediction. I think we're going to win three-one. Lewis, give us a score prediction for Brighton. Um, I go two two. And Sutty. Three one. Wow, love it. We're gonna win three one. Yeah. Why are you so confident? I've seen something in this side, Dave, that um doesn't give in. Um and there's there's a bit of grit mixed with some what's the time? So, mix with some bollocks, <laughs> heart, and ultimately, Dave, there's a big, big sort of togetherness about this lot where they're willing to to throw themselves at anything to get a result, whether it be a draw or a win, and they don't give in. Um, and I, as you all know, I was so sceptical of of everything at the beginning of this season um this was going to be the worst season on record for me since we've come back up and so you can see that i'm sort of so happy you can tell in my demeanor that um with what's happening to be honest um and now seeing other teams getting smashed by ffp and i've been proved completely wrong that where the owners um uh, knew did know what they were doing um it all sort of started to come together because we will be able to spend a bit of money and a lot of teams won't absolutely so, 
we'll be in a, a, a much better position. I mean, from my understanding, I've done a couple of videos on this. We made an £18.1 million profit in 2021. We've made the £60 million loss in 2021-22, million pounds, and then it's about £65 million from the one before. We need to make an £11 million profit in uh, 22, uh, 23 24 season. Um, and we're already, um, we've, we had 78 million um, at incoming in terms of what we spent. That's including Cunha. But we spent about, we, we made about 140 million. So we're around about 60 million pounds, 60, 50 to 60 million pounds in next season plus any sales so it will it still will be a little bit but like there will be a lot less stress because of the position that we're in obviously you've also got to take into account you know the uh any contracts that you've got that are rolling contracts that pay over the year and also player wages as well but you know there are going to be a few clubs in the summer i think villa will be one of them as well yeah. They're going to be in a very, very similar sort of situation to Wolves this summer. They have, to, they have to sell some of their players, Dave. They cannot keep saying, but we sold Jack Grealish for £100 million four years ago. That, that ain't going to cut it anymore. Well, it falls off, doesn't it? You know, yeah, it falls off. Gonna have to, it's all right going out spending 50 here, 40 there, 30 there, multiple times. But let's be honest here, yeah, they gener they get 9,000 people per home game more than us. I think if you work it out, it works out around about 20 million a season more in great gate receipts. Well, yeah, that don't cut the amount of money they're spending on players. So I think that somewhere on the line, FFP people are thinking let's we'll start having a sniff around them let's have a look how creative they've been with their accounts so it's going to be interesting actually when it comes into things but the one club that you know looks like we'll, we'll be well clear of it and we won't be having any major stresses next year will be walls but there are a few others that will be uh, a close lot and because the premier league have been clamping down so hard like I said, it's like a tsunami, really. Everyone's all of a gun gun. Okay, so we're not going to get a slap on the wrist. We could get points deductions. The second you start getting points deductions, that's costing you money in the league and potential relegation. So we'll wait and see. Let's so, move so on. The good, thing, the good thing about our, our position now, I don't think the club can go out and waste £45 million on players now. So it's driving us into different behaviours. And if anything, over the last two years, our purchasing recruitments of players sub 15 million has been absolutely excellent. We've bought some brilliant players um, that are first team regulars and, a, 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 you know, a match winning first team regulars on, on you know, Lamina has been man of the match God knows how many times and we paid relatively peanuts compared to Fabio for him. So I think it's quite good that we've got that problem because it stops us having them bad behaviours yeah yeah i think that's a good point right let's uh move on to just a quick look ahead i'm sure we're going to talk about this more over the uh the the the, the coming uh weeks before we get on to the quiz to finish off of and that's of course we now have uh, a black country derby to look forward to um in under two weeks sooty if you listen to it on the podcast is rub is rubbing his hands the allocation today has come out wolves 
have an allocation of 4,011. Rotherham in the last round, I think, had an allocation of 5,300. Um, so I'm not sure whether this is the baggies that are not giving it or whether it's the police that police. are basically, yeah, the police are basically want a little bit of a gap on either side of the stands to try and temper it. But there's, you know, I mean, we could sell probably the whole ground out if we wanted to. But like, you know, the 4,100, 4,011 tickets um, on sale at some point this week um, for those that lucky enough to get it. Sooty, you know, just talk through what this means to you, um, this derby, and how long you've waited for it. It's everything, this one, Dave. As I said to you before, we've really only had the Villa in the last few seasons, and it's just a bit of fun, really, the Villa. Yeah. Just a bit of bragging rights, really. But this is everything. If you're a young Wolves supporter and you've never been to uh, this, this derby, um, well, years ago, it wasn't very nice at all. And uh, you had to have your wits about you. Uh, but um, it's proper, this one, Dave. It's very difficult to to um, to tell you and describe really what it's all about. But it gets the ticker beating a little bit faster. And you become probably a little, more, little bit more animalistic. Um, and Tribal tribal yeah because we do hate each other dave let's you know match i know loads of albion fans and i'll go for a drink with them that but i'll hate them for an hour and a half that that day and i hope that we absolutely whop them day nothing would make me happier it would make my year to leave a sainsbury's carrier bag tucked over the back of a, a blue seat you mean, you mean a tesco carrier bag no, it's one. It's oh, gold. It's for gold, yeah. yeah. I, I get you. I get what you mean, yeah. Are you taking one with you? Absolutely. A Sainsbury's carrier bag. Lewis, how old are you, mate? 20, Dave. 20. So the last Black Country Derby with fans, you were eight. Mm-hmm. You've never been to... Uh, uh, I mean, you would have been to a black country diver when you were young. Do you, you know, remember much about that, or is it just going to be a completely new experience for you? Yeah, I never went to an away game, but you know, when we played them in the league at home, yeah, uh, I went to those games. Um, and it, it's it's the biggest game I think Wolves can play this season. Um, even you know, the, could go on a cup run and get to the final. But I think final. this game would mean the most. You know, um, obviously, if you win the final, it means a lot. But, you know, to win this game would be very big for the club because, you know, as Sooty said, we haven't really been, we haven't had the chance to play them for so long with fans. Obviously, in the pandemic, it, it wasn't quite the same. Um, I think it just, it's it's hard to explain to um, to people who don't know, I feel like. I think Sooty, you know, summarised it well that you, you as know. As a young fan. Like obviously a completely different generation. I mean, you know, who hasn't? You know, we haven't had that. We haven't had the games for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, where are you at with it exactly? I mean, what's your sort of, you know, thoughts on it? Obviously, want to win them and stuff like that. I mean, mm-hmm. like what? Where? Where is it with you? 
as a younger sort of generation, it's, you're still been brought up on all that history with the family and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, it's an exciting game. I think it's the best way to describe it. Um, it, it offers a something different than you know a regular game at three o'clock on a Saturday. It's you know you can see that it being played at quarter to twelve on a Sunday, which you know, I think is a bit extreme. I think you know yeah. I understand the police are going to be stretched and things, but you know quarter to twelve is it ruins the game a little bit. You know it takes not ruins takes a, a little bit away from the game. Um, you look at like Aston Villa and they play Birmingham. I think they kick off at half twelve, which you know, um, I'm not sure if it's the same police force. It might be. It might be West Midlands still, and that seems to be okay. But um, yeah, I think just excited for the game. In the pandemic, I remember watching it at home, obviously, and it was okay. But you still you wanted that bit more of a feeling, you know, in, in your belly. You wanted a bit more, and I think it will be a, a good chance to do that for the away fans who go. And if Absolutely. we get a replay as well, that would be great. You know, if, if we can come back. I'd like to win in the first round, you know, in the first match. But if we get a replay, then obviously Molly would be so excited. Chris, your thoughts are looking ahead to that one. I know it's a couple of weeks. We'll talk more about it as in the build-up. Um, well, I mean, echoing Keith's thoughts, I mean, what I'd say is if I do manage to get a ticket, Keith won't be able to use his Sainsbury's bags because... I should be doing to their seats what they did to ours last time they came. Um, won't say any more. Um, hatred, fury, anger, all that sort of stuff. It's not It's not Liverpool and Everton where everybody's brothers and sisters all support different clubs in the same household. Um, we don't really like them, do we? So that's, you know, and, and, and I've, I've, that's the way I am with them. So I just want us to go and do the job and, and rub the noses in it and, and just prove that we are the... Um, the ascendant team in the area and, and, and that's it. I think also uh one point I think we last time we played them in the fourth round of the cup and beat them, I think we went on to win the cup. I'm not sure if that's right, but I heard it on the radio. So you might be Carl might Carl might know that. He's uh our resident Stato, isn't he? But I'm pretty sure we played them in the fourth round and beat them and went on to the final. Well exactly I mean that might be the case. I mean like as Dave, you know, yeah. That sorry to put in uh, this this cup well, I can't really call it a cup at the moment, but this this year's FA Cup reminds me a little bit of when we got to the semi final. Yeah, um, I I agree because it was when we were like nearly knocked out to Shrewsbury and things like that. And yeah, well, I know Brentford are a different kettle of fish to Shrewsbury. Yeah, but the game last night, the first game, and then the game last night. Was very similar. Yeah, it was. And then the following round, we drew the what was the form team in Europe in Bristol City. Ah, uh, yeah. They'd gone, they'd gone so many games undefeated and not losing and what have you. And we drew them then in yeah. the in fourth round. And we went yeah. to Aston Gate and, and Cavalero scored. We won one nil. Yeah. And then went to semi-final. And it, it it's very similar so far how it's panning out. So Albion are actually playing well. They're very they've got a great home record. Albion have the very yeah. strong time this year. So we mustn't take these lightly. Oh but also no. we mustn't give them any respect. We've got to be up for the fight. Is Gomez available for this no. game? No. No. It would be great for Gomez because it's his sort of game. But no, he, he's but we got, got Doyle and Lamina. 
Yeah, we'll he's got a three-match suspension, which will be right. the the Albion game will be the last of his three-match bans. Right. right. So we've 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 got Lamina, Doyle. You know, we've we've still be able to put a real strong side out, and I think we've got to go at these. I don't think we got it. We can give them, a, a, you know, a second on the ball. We've got to be really up for it because if, like I said to you, when we got drawn against them in the cup a, a week or so ago, if we give them any sort of time, respect, where they think, hang on, or we give them silly little opportunities like we give like Brent, last night, yeah. That gets that, that that'll get their crowd right behind. I mean, let's face it, the Baggies fans are going to be relishing bringing us back. You know, their 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 home form's really really good. Uh, they're in a decent position um, in the playoff picture at the moment. They're a long way off the top two, of course, and you know it could all change in terms of where they eventually finish. But they have got a bit of a bit of belief at home. And they've got a bit of confidence in that. I think they beat someone four the other day. They beat someone four. I think it was, was it Ipswich. I can't think who they beat. It was someone they beat 4-1. Um, was it Blackburn? Blackburn, they beat 4-1. So they're, they're banging in the goal. So they are full of confidence. You know, I mean, hopefully they'll be able to sell out their allocation. I mean, they haven't been doing selling out at anything, but a game against the Wolves, will. It's going to be ferocious. You've been to, um, you know... The um, the old firm derbies and stuff like that. The, you know, people do not understand that the Black Country derby is right up there in terms of like derbies. It's like right, and when you've not had them for so long, I always think that your derby is the is the best because yeah. you're invested into it. It's like when people say to us, "Oh, Villa Blues, that's that's ferocious." Well, to us, we sit there laughing at them. To be honest, yeah. it's not. Not ferocious at all. We think ours is ferocious. Celtic Rangers is different level, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is different level altogether. Yeah. It makes that makes ours look because I've been to both. Well, it they can't even have fans now, can they? No, no. It, it makes ours look like a Sunday afternoon kick around, to be honest. It's ours is nothing compared to that in its heyday. It really isn't. It's nuts. Um, but it's our derby. So we think it's the best, and rightly so. We should do, and we should all the four thousand and eleven people that are lucky enough to get one of the golden tickets should all be very, very vocal and uh, let the audience know that we're top dogs and we're going to stay there. Absolutely, and like you know, at the end of the day, we are the Premier League team. We are the scalp. They'll want to put one over us, but like it. Oh, have they? Blackpool have come back from two 0 down against Forest to, to a level two two in the cup. Uh, what I was gonna, what I was gonna say was the thing that the Baggies fans love to say, even when we're in the Premier League, they just go five one, five one. Nothing would make me happier. We 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 killed the Chorley demons, didn't we? Like the other year when we got the the, the Chorley thing. I just, I I like you, Sooty. You know. I would love us to beat them five one oh. at their place because we or or even five nil we owe them that, that for all the years they've been saying five one and then we can be turning around and saying five one so I, I don't know how it's going to pan out you know we might lose <laughs> let's hope we don't but like we owe them um, in that respect I mean like the other half of my family you know Emma's sister Sarah 
married to Ian, they're all Albion season ticket holders. We went to my niece's 21st birthday party, uh, Megan, and she's lovely. Megan is. Um, she's a lovely girl. Um, you know, she's autistic, you know, in, in that respect. For, and she, But she goes to the Albion. She loves going to the football with her family and stuff like that. Um, and um, the DJ made a bit of a mistake on the night because um, he, he, I don't think he quite understood because he started to put on Ohio Wolverhampton because he the DJ was a Villa fan and they sing it, don't they? <laughs> well, of course, we're on the dance floor going Ohio Wolverhampton <laughs> and then he puts on the liquidator. Oh, they play that still at what? And it's like, oh my God, <laughs> you've got you've got this 21st birthday party, we're singing and, and they're singing. It was a bit of banter and a bit of laugh and stuff like that. I don't know what the DJ was doing. He's putting, do you have do any of you recognize, remember this one? Didn't even think. And then so we're singing, I have but like, you know, they're going. So I've got like our other, other family, they're going to be in the Albion side. My be, be, one of my best mates who I play snooker with on a Friday, who's one of my schoolmates, my four schoolmates, Mike's a Wolves fan. Um, Mike's a Wolves fan. Um, Simon, my other mate, he runs Walsall Fan TV because he, he's a Walsall fan and he, he started the channel because I did this and he does that. And then my other mate, who I play snooker with, Jason, he's a Baggies fan as well. And I was playing in snooker last night, last week. Um, and I said, Are you going? He said, Damn right I am. So that, like, you, you talk about, like, you know, you know, friends and stuff like that, family, friends and stuff like that. You're going to, they're, you're all going to be at the game and it's like, the bragging rights are there because if you don't win it, you're just not going to hear the last of it, are you? See, we've got to win. We've got to win. And if we can win well, even better. We we, we haven't beaten the baggies at the Hawthorns. I don't think, is it 26 years since you and Robert with the, you and Robert's got that hat trick? Is it that, is it that long? 9,987 days. Exactly. So, you know, it's overdue. It's absolutely overdue. We need to, we want to win and we want to win well. And if we can absolutely thrash them um, so that they don't come running back for many, many years or whatever it is, then all the better. Um, but whatever happens, we, we need to win the game and let's hope that we do. Uh, we will talk more about this, guys, on the come up, but you know, in the next, uh, in the coming week, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna be the talk of the uh, of the black country. It's gonna be the talk of the wider region, uh, and it's gonna be a great game. We're gonna talk more about that. So uh, we're gonna get onto the quiz uh, in a second, but before we get on the quiz, I just want to remind everyone that your Foco cups—they've got a new product. You can be the Wolves' number one fan. I'm just gonna put that on the screen. Uh, so you can see that it's a new one, new product that they've bought out. Um, you can see there, there's the cup. It's eight quid, this cup is. It's only eight quid. And if you put, forget the 10%, if you put always walls 15, you'll get 15% off it as well. Uh, and if you're a fan of any other club or you've got friends and you get 15% off everything on the site, just type in always walls 15. Right then. It's it's the quiz. I'm just going to open it randomly. Okay, Lewis. Mm -hmm. First, second, or last? Um, I go second, Dave. Chris, first, second, or last? 
I'll let Keith choose. So, T, first, second, or last? I'll go first. So, Glue is second, and Chris last. So, right. Sutty, penalty, the penalty quiz. Where was John Barnwell born? Newcastle upon Tyne, Liverpool, Exeter, or Norwich? Ooh. And guys, whilst you're waiting for the answer, smash a like on the video, will you? Let YouTube know you enjoy it. If, you, if you're new, try and get us towards that 32,300. To guess, Dave, I don't know, so I'm going to go Norwich. You go in Norwich, you've put it past where the boat. It's, uh, do you know? It's where I'd have gone. you have gone Norwich. Lewis, do you know? No idea, mate. It's Newcastle. Newcastle. Yeah. He uh, had a Norwich kind of twinge, didn't he? But it could have been a Norwich kind of twinge. That's why I've got yeah. the key. Come on, guys. We've only got 69 likes. Let's get it to the 100. Right, Okay. Lewis, what was the last club John Barnwell managed before taking over Wolves? Was it Nottingham Forest, Notts County, Peterborough United or Sheffield United? Um, I'm going to go Peterborough Day. Peterborough United? Mate, it's a Kuna type finish. It's stroked <laughs> the corner, calm as you like, nice and Clip nice and calm. It's in the back of the net. One out of one. Chris, who did John Barnwell take over from as manager of Wolves? Was it Bill McGarry, Sammy Chung, Ronnie Annell, Allen, or Ian Greaves? It's not Ian Greaves. Um... Yep. I'm going to say Ronnie Allen. So you're going for Ronnie Allen. You are incorrect. Keith, do you know the answer? I yeah. think it's Sammy. Who? Sammy Chung. So, Lewis? Well, it is actually Sammy Chung. So you've actually hit the post, Chris. Sorry. So, after round one of the penalties, young Lewis is in the lead. Come on for the young guns. Okay. This is Sutty. John Barmore was manager of Wolves in two FA Cup semi-finals. They lost both times to the eventual winners. In which seasons was it? Was it 78, 79 and 79, 80? 78, 79 and 80, 81. 78, 79 and 81, 82. Or is it 79, 80 and 80, 81? If you need those again, just let me know. Well, we, we lost to Spurs in a semi-final in the early 80s. So that would have been 81 Spurs won the cup, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And then did we lose to did we lose to Arsenal in seventy eight? Same again, Dave. Okay, so A is seventy eight, seventy nine and seventy nine eighty. 
B is 78, 79, and 80, 81. C, that 78, one, that one. That 78 one. you're going for 78, 79, and 80, 81. Yeah. It took it away. Well done. Well done indeed. That's a really good, that's a great penalty that is, mate, because you literally did three stops on the run-up and then sent the keeper. He just stood there and he rolled it past him. Brilliant. Right, Lewis. No, I think it was more he slipped over and Ned nodded in with his head. Well, whatever he did, it he definitely <laughs> went in the net. Lewis, right, so how many times did Wolves win the League Cup whilst John Barnwell was manager? Is it none, one, two or three? I should know because um, I did the emails for the club and the on this day emails and I remember doing the League Cups wins um, as the events, you know, a couple of them. Um, I'm going to go one. You're going for one and he puts it away. Same corner, same eyes, same results. <laughs> two out of two. Crikey, you're on one tonight, Lewis. Okay, um, cheerful. Get you up and running. John Barmel made Wolves' record signing in September 1979, playing almost £1.5 million for who? Was it Paul Bradshaw, Mel Eves, Willie Carr or Andy Gray? Uh, I know the answer to this one, Dave. I would like to point out that when Mr. Barnwell was managing the club, I wasn't even in the country. So if he'd have been called Johannes Barnwell, I might know a bit more about him. The answer is Andy Gray. And you are correct. And that's a top, literally, very confidently struck. That's a, a pressman uh, penalty in the... Uh, against, yeah, oh, what a penalty that was. Right. And if you haven't seen on our socials, we put out the uh, a video of the uh, that, that penalty shootout from in the replay. Right then. So, Sutty, you have to score this goal to stay in, you, to, to put the pressure on Lewis. John Barnwell made Wolves' record transfer out in September 79, receiving almost £1.5 million for who? Phil Parr. George Berry, Steve Daly, or Kenny Stiggett? Who are you going for? Steve Daly. Correct answer. Two out of three. Lewis. 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 Right. I'm not. I'm going to come to you um, now. What position were Wolves in the first division when John Barnwell resigned? Were they bottom, second from bottom, 15th or 12th? Mm, I'll go 15th, Dave. <sighs> Lewis, you, you done, you've gone for the same penalty again and the keeper's got you this time. He's, got, he's going to hit yeah. it in the same place and he's, he's died. Um, anyone know the answer to that? Both, weren't we? No. No? They're no. bottom of them, weren't we? We were bottom, yeah. Bottom. So... Sutty and Lewis, you do go through to the sudden death. Okay. Chris. And my third one, yeah, have I? Chris, no. you okay. have to score this on, to get through. Okay. So I can tell up, Dave. 
Okay, do you psych yourself up. After leaving Wolves in 1982, John Barnwell went on to manage a foreign club. Was it Braga, Monaco, Roma or AEK Athens? AEK Athens. Oh, he's done it. He's kept his cool under incredible pressure. Incredible. John DeWolf needed to score that to keep Wolves in the tie, and he's put it away. Oh, okay. Ooh. Okay, so we go on to the next one then. Sooties, this is sudden death now. Wolves won 64 games whilst John Barnwell was manager. For how many games was he manager? 106, 166, 206 or 216? Oh, I hate these ones. Can you say it again, Dave, please? John Barnwell won 64 games whilst manager. For how many games was he manager? 106, 166, 206 and 216. I'll give you a clue. It's got 166. Six it's got six on the end. Are you going for 166? Yeah. What makes you say that? From 78 to 81. It's roughly 166, isn't it? And you've got it correct. So you put the pressure back on to young Lewis. Right, okay. So we're going on to Lewis. Where was Mick McCarthy born? Barnsley. Unfortunately, it was Blackpool. No, that got you there. Didn't it? It, 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 it is, it is Barnsley. It is Barnsley. Uh, Chris, it's. How it's, have we gone from bloody John Barnwell to Mick McCarthy? I've got out of John Barnwell uh, questions. I was going to say, there's a lot of questions for John Barnwell here. Um, we're on. Okay, so it's three out of four for Lewis and uh, Sutty head to head. Lewis, uh, Sutty's got it back, but you've got to stay in the game now. During his senior playing career, Mick McCarthy made over 500 league appearances and 50 international appearances. Which Scottish club did he play for? Celtic. Unfortunately, you are correct. So that's uh, three out of four each. Millwall, Barnsley, Man City. Yeah, we're not asking that. Do you want a point taken off for being smarty? No, I'm just, just pointing out. Okay. Right. Who did Mick McCarthy take over for from Sutty as manager of Wolves? Was it Glenn Oddle, Dave Jones, Colin Lee or Mark McGee? Oh. Uh, I think this is it. Is it Colin Lee? Well, I don't know. Is that your answer? Yeah. It's not. No. You've hit, it, you've hit it over the bar. There's a. You've. I think you, that that pitch that cheerful was on about how you keep slipping over has not worked for you this time. Oh, I have the same answer, Dave. I have to say, I thought it was. Yeah. It was. It was. It was Glenn Hoddle. It was Glenn Hoddle. I think Glenn Hoddle took over from Colin Lee, didn't he? I think he did. But I you tried to forget that Glenn Hoddle was here. To be fair, fortunately, you do not get a point for that. Sadly. No. So, Lewis, this is to edge yourself back in front and eliminate Sutty. 
Um, so, how many seasons did it take for Mick McCarthy to get Wolves back to the Premier League? One, two, three, or four seasons? Um, I think it would be three. You th you're doing like Sutty, is it? I think it is. Is that your answer? Yeah. Final answer. Um, yeah, I'll go with three, David. Do, 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 do. The keeper thought you were going to go back and do it the other side, and you've you've done him again. You've kicked it the same thing again, and he's, you've fooled him again. Yeah. In the back of the net, four out of five. So, unless cheerful, I would never right. guess that. Unless cheerful gets this right. Lewis, you'll be the winner. If Cheerful gets it right, you've got another round. So, Cheerful, looking very, very chilled out there with his plant. Um, what was Wolves' highest league fin finish in the Premier League under Mick McCarthy? Was it 10th, 12th, 13th or 15th? 15th. Jesus, he's on fire. So, Sutty, you're referee with me now. You can just, Sutty, you can just look cool in your Ticini uh, retro top. So, Lewis, mm -hmm. this is your sixth, is it sixth penalty or fifth penalty? Anyway, I think it's mm -hmm. the sixth one coming up, isn't it? Um, what was, um, what, which player would go on to score 64 goals in 193 appearances for Wolves? Did Mick McCarthy sign from Plymouth Argyle in 2008? Was it Matt Jarvis, Sylvan Ebanks-Blake, Dave Edwards or Kevin Doyle? Can you ask the question again, Dave? How many goals was it? So, which player did Mick McCarthy score from Plymouth Argyle in 2008? who went on to score 64 goals in 190 appearances for Wolves. Was it Matt Jarvis, Sylvan Blanks blake Dave Edwards or Kevin Doyle? I think I'm going to have to go with Kevin Doyle, Dave. You think? Yeah, I guess. Well, Stutty's shaking his head here now. So, and so is Chris. So, you know, it's a... Uh, yeah. Is that Can't your final answer? answer? No. <laughs> It's not. Um, I always know yeah. reverse psychology going on here. Yeah, can, cancel that one off. I'm going to go for who was the other? Who was the other striker on the list? Matt Jarvis. I'm going to give you the whole lot. Sylvan Evans Blake, Dave Edwards, or Kevin Doyle. Yeah, I'm going to go Sylvan Evans Blake. Are you sure? Okay, Chris. If you'd have kept your mouth shut. Oh, you'd have not nagged your head being smarmy. You would have, like, had the chance. But it is silver. Basically, what's happened there, Lewis? You've smashed that ball. It's hit the post. The keeper's dived. It's hit the back of his head, the back of his ass, trickled onto the other post and gone over the line. Unbelievable penalty. It'll be one that's watched on YouTube for many years to come. It's that crazy a penalty. But you are correct, and so you're still in. So this means that cheerful Chris needs um, to score this to take it to the next round. Best of luck, Chris. Oh, God, I can't believe you've got this question, Chris. It's too easy. 
But I've got to ask you because it is fair because you do complain sometimes. But it is the look of the draw. Mick McCarthy was sacked by the after an embarrassing 5 1 home defeat in February 2012 against which club? Oh. West Bromwich Albion, Liverpool, Everton, or Chelsea? Oh, I thought you were going to say Barnsley. I think it must be West Brom, Dave. Yeah, jammy bugger. That's a nice one. So, okay. So, I thought so when Ebanks Blake was a nice one, to be fair. Yeah, I thought so as well, to be fair. But, you know, it's a slightly different era, so fair play. Listen, after being sacked by Wolves, which club, Lewis, did Mick McCarthy take over as manager of? Was it Celtic, the Republic of Ireland, Ipswich Town or Millwall? Ipswich Dave. Correct. And you've basically, the keeper's dived to, to, the, to the side that you've been putting it and you've bluffed, double bluffed him and you've gone the opposite side and it's gone in. Right then, Chris. Wolves won 104 games whilst Mick McCarthy was manager, but for how many games was he manager? Was it 200? Two, sorry, was it A, 200, B, 204, C, 208 or D, 270? Pressure's on here. The tension is 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 On the numbers again, Dave. Give us the numbers. A two hundred. B two hundred and four. C two hundred and eight. Or D two hundred and seventy. Come on, Chris. I'm gonna go two hundred and four. You're going for two hundred and four. Four. And I can tell you, Chris, that with 204, you are exactly 66 games out because he managed for 270, which means our champion from this week is young Lewis. Go on, Lewis. Take a bow, mate. Take a bow. Congratulations. I hate them games once. I hate them games. Cheerful. People love that. People love it. People love it when he goes down. Look at how deflated he is, mate. The, he's deflated. No, uh, sure right I've never heard the last of that. <laughs> no, he will want revenge, I tell you now. He will want revenge. Uh, well, we did let him through, Dave, to be fair. So it's a bit of a false victory. But I'm not going to not gonna cry the spill, Bill. <laughs> Fantastic. Guys, absolutely. I hope you've enjoyed it tonight, guys. If you have, please smash a like on the video. If you're brand new, please subscribe. Get us towards that 32,300 uh, mark. We are, you know, getting towards that, which would be amazing. And um, I hope you've enjoyed the show, talking about it tonight. And, of course, make sure you hit that subscribe button because we will be doing lots more uh, news and updates here on the channel and of course talking about the upcoming game against Brighton and then the game against the Baggies. I just want to say a big thank you of course once again for powering the show to Creation Wolf and don't forget you can get your nice uh, Wolves new mug off the focus site. The link's in the description below. Use always Wolves 15 for your discount. Um, a final word from everyone. Sooty final, final word from you this week. We're going to beat two Albions in the next two games. <laughs> Lewis? Um, I'll give it to Lucas because he's been texting me constantly. He said his prediction for West Brom is 6-1 win. Oh my God. Lewis 
that's your brother, right? Louis Shib- Lucas yeah, yeah, Lucas yeah. I love it. I hope he's right, mate. That would be insane. And Chris. Yeah, but say Keith, really, a nice win over who decide in the league, which will pretty much put us where we need to be, I think. And then um beat the baggies and get on a nice cup run. What could be better way to start twenty twenty four? Absolutely. Guys, it's been a great show. Um, obviously, if you've watched, joined us live, thank you ever so much for joining us live. We really do appreciate you, you giving up your time to come and join in and join in the chat. Uh, much appreciated. If you're watching it on, on Catch Up on YouTube or Facebook, that's great because it's also on Facebook as well. And if you're listening to it back on the podcast, why don't you give us a five-star rating on uh, whatever your podcast provider is. It'll be up in the morning. Everyone will get it up. And we look forward uh, to bringing you more news during the week, looking ahead to Brighton. And then once we've got that out of the way, it's Baggy's time. Until the next one, always Wolves. Always Wolves. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport, powered by fans.